Hello, and welcome to episode 12 of the Everything Pup Podcast. I'm your host, Holly Montgomery. Has your dog always been a picky eater, or have they become one more recently and you're left frustrated and scratching your head? Hardly a day goes by without someone coming into our store looking for help finding food for their picky eater. Now, most of these dogs are on a high-quality, highly palatable food, So what's causing this frustrating habit of rejecting perfectly good food? In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the many reasons your dog may be turning his nose up at his food and what you can do about it. You're listening to the Everything Pup Podcast, the place for dedicated pup parents to find valuable dog-centric tips, interviews with trusted industry experts and your favorite dog brands, and everything else you need to become an informed advocate for your best friend. Now, here's your host, Holly Montgomery. Welcome back. Okay, I just wanted to start out this episode by just apologizing for my stuffy voice. Now, I've been under the weather for a couple of weeks and just finally getting the energy back to (laughs) sit down and record another podcast episode for you, but I still sound a little congested. So hopefully um, that doesn't bother you too much and we get through this episode just fine. (laughs) All right. Well, I have to admit, when a client comes into the store with a fussy dog problem, I might just cringe a little. It's not a problem I've dealt with personally with any of my dogs, and without observing the family and the dog myself, it's really hard for me to guess what this picky eating habit may be caused by. Now, most of the dogs with this issue have been through a plethora of our tastiest and best-selling diets, and they still continue to reject food after a day or two of starting a new diet. Now, what could be causing this? In most cases, it's impossible to know for sure, but I do have a set mental checklist I go through with each client in an attempt to try and narrow it down and help them. And this episode, I'm just going to go through some of the questions that I might ask a client in the store just to kind of figure out what's causing this pickiness. And I find over time, dogs that are picky with food tend to get worse So there are a number of things we can do to kind of nip this in the bud and not create a lifetime of issues for you dealing with your dog. And I know it's extremely frustrating when people are buying high quality diets and their dogs are just wasting food and nobody likes wasted food. So here we go. Here are the 10 questions I ask my clients when they come in with a picky dog. Now, as always, we have to determine if this is a medical issue or if it's a mental issue. (laughs) And of course, if it's a medical issue, it is something that needs to be addressed by your veterinarian. So some of the first questions I ask are trying to narrow down. Is this medical or mental or what the heck is going on? So the first thing I like to ask is, is your dog acting lethargic or do they have any other symptoms of being ill? Diarrhea, vomiting? Uh, lethargy is the big one because if your dog's lethargic, that's always an immediate sign that you need to go to the vet. So the solution to this particular, if the answer is yes, your dog is lethargic, then the answer is always go see your vet immediately and figure out what's going on because loss of appetite can most definitely be caused by a medical issue. So this is something that you need to get looked at. Now, the next question I ask is, 
Has your dog had a bout of vomiting or been ill recently and recovered? Now, the reason I ask this question is because sometimes dogs can eat a particular food, then they feel ill, and it may or may not be related to the food. It might be something completely different, but they associate that food with that time that they felt sick, and then they won't touch the food again. Now, if you've ever had food poisoning, you understand this because the one time I had bad food poisoning was on um, bean sprouts from a Chinese salad, and I could not eat bean sprouts for years. So if this is the case, or you suspect that this might have happened, then the only thing you really can do is just try a new food. And this might not necessarily lead to a problem down the road of your dog becoming fussy all the time. This may just be a one-off. Ate the food, felt sick, don't want to eat the food again. This is actually a natural response. This is what teaches animals and ourselves to not eat the same bad things again. You feel sick, don't eat it again. Nature is telling you this food is not good for you. Now, sometimes the association is not being made correctly, but this is the way we are built. And in that case, just try a new food. It's not a big deal. Move on, try a new food. Now, the next question I ask is, does your dog have any dental issues? And this may be hard for you to tell if you're not any kind of expert on looking at teeth, but gingivitis, gum disease, um, broken teeth can all be things that cause your dog to experience discomfort when they're eating, uh, especially a broken tooth. If your dog is raw fed and they're eating cold food, this can be something that causes sensitivity to their teeth and doesn't motivate them to want to eat very much. So this can be something that's going on. And again, if you are unsure, you want to go to your vet and get them a full uh, dental, get them looked at to make sure that something's not going on in there. Now, some signs that there might be a broken tooth or gum disease going on could be bad breath. Now, bad breath can be caused by other things as well, but this can be a sign. So if your dog has really bad breath, it's best to just go ahead and get their mouth looked at, get a thorough exam and make sure there's nothing going on in there. Now, the next question is, do you free feed your dog? Now, do you know what free feeding is? <laughs> free feeding is putting the food down and just letting your dog pick at it over time when they feel like it. Now, if you're doing this, what you might want to try doing is just picking two times during the day, around the same time every day, that you're going to feed your dog instead of free feeding. And if you're putting the food down for, say, five minutes each time, you're going to remove the uneaten amount of food after five minutes. Now, the reason for this is your dog is going to learn to actually eat and finish their food because they're hungry, not because they're picking at an all-day salad bar type thing, and they know the food's always going to be there, so they eat when they feel like it. Instead, you're going to teach your dog to eat when the food is put down, and this could solve the problem right there. They might just be hungry, eat, move on, and then your fussy dog problem is completely gone, and your dog is more apt to eat if they actually have a chance to feel hungry. So a small disclaimer on this particular point, if you have a puppy, you may not be able to withhold food very long. So if you're putting the food down and removing it um, till next feeding time, 
For some puppies, this might be too long. If you're unsure about being able to fast your dog or your puppy, just ask your vet and make sure that it's something that you can safely do before you start doing this. Now, the next question is, if you feed dry food, how much food are you purchasing out at a time and how are you storing it? And the reason for this is this is something that is very often overlooked, but people can be buying way too much food at once. And as soon as you open the food bag, the food actually starts to oxidize and it goes rancid. So every day that that food's been open, it begins to start to taste a little bit different. Now around 30 days, your dog is gonna start to go, no, I'm not eating this, this smells bad. And this is actually smart of them. Uh, You don't want your dog eating rancid food. It's not good for them. It releases free radicals in the body and the food is no longer good for your dog. So the solution to that is to not buy more than 30 days worth of food at a time. And if you can manage it financially or you don't mind going to the pet pet, pet food store more frequently, just get small bags. And this is going to be great because your dog's going to get more variety and the food will stay fresher longer. Also, another point is food can go rancid faster if you're storing it in a container. This is stuff we don't think about, but I feel like this is a very important point that's very often overlooked. So I've done a blog post on it and I've done a podcast on it on how to increase the safety and shelf life of your dog's dry food. And I will link to both of those posts in the show notes. So the next question, how long has your dog been on the same damn diet? Well, I'm a big advocate for recommending rotation in your dog's diet. There's a number of reasons for that. And the number one reason is just plain boredom. Your dog is going to lose interest in the diet if they're eating the same thing day in and day out. And how boring is that? None of us enjoy doing that. So why would our dogs? Most diets, especially raw, have lots of options and you can rotate these options. Now, you don't have to do it every day. You can just buy your 30 days worth of dry and the next time get a new flavor for interest. And you can even try varying the food types, different textures, different temperatures, freeze-dried versus raw versus cooked versus canned. You can even introduce a variety in how you feed the food by using lick mats, slow feeders, or snuffle mats. Now, we have one client, and hopefully they're listening, who had a little Dachshund that was quite picky about eating their food, but as soon as they introduced a snuffle mat, he took interest again. Now, dogs are scavengers by nature, so they're used to searching around and sniffing out their food. They're not used to having it in a bowl all set out for them. So for some dogs, just this interest in variety of how they eat is going to make a really big difference. Now, um, I also did a podcast on nurturing your pup's mind with enrichment with our guest, Donya Rorda. So if you want to check that out, I will actually link to the show notes in Uh, to that uh, podcast as well. It's a very valuable one. It's going to give you lots of ideas on how you can feed treats and food in a more enriching way to kind of make eating a little bit more interesting. Now, the next question is, I am a big, big advocate of toppers for sure. I think the variety in the diet is amazing and adding fresh foods to especially dogs eating processed diets is really, really important. So don't get me wrong. 
I love toppers. But one thing I find that people do with toppers is they're creating a monster by only adding toppers or bribes onto the food after the dog has rejected the food you put down initially. So imagine you put down a bowl of dry food, the dog turns their nose up to it, you take the food back and you put something better on top and your dog will figure this out. They will take a pause every time. Are you gonna put something better? Are you gonna put something better? And odds are that the toppers just get better and better. Now, instead of adding healthy toppers, I hear of people adding things like bacon, deli meats, things that are really bad for your dog, but that they really, really like. So they're going to start to learn to refuse their food to get something better. They're not dumb. Dogs will train us to do this and it happens all the time. (laughs) So you also need to make sure that you're not feeding too much topper. So a golden rule I'd like to tell people is if they can feed 80% of their normal food their complete and balanced diet, that leaves about 20% open for toppers. So you're not going to put all 80% of the food toppers and 20% the dry food because the dog might get full on toppers and then just refuse to eat the dry food. Now, um, this is a problem we see quite frequently as well. Now, how to get around this is add your toppers. For goodness sake, add the toppers. But put the bowl down with the toppers in it initially. So put all the fixins on and basically put that bowl down with the intention of this is your breakfast. This is what you're eating today. If the dog doesn't eat it within a five minute span, you just remove the food and put it back down at the next mealtime and your dog will learn if they don't eat, they're not going to eat right away. And honestly, we see this a lot more in single dog homes because dogs in multiple dog homes learn that if they don't eat their food right away, their sibling is going to get the food. So then they eat, they stop messing around and stop messing with you. (laughs) So remember, put all of the toppers and the goodness in the bowl to start, put the bowl down, let them eat it right away. Now, the next question is often one that people don't think of either. And that is, are you overfeeding your dog? Now, we see this frequently around the eight month to one year mark. Dogs will stop finishing their food. And oftentimes we associate it with their age or something that might be going on with them just becoming picky. But your dog's food requirements are actually going to decrease once your dog has stopped growing. So if their weight is good, they may just be full. Simple, simple, simple. Now, maybe you don't stop eating when you're full. (laughs) I know there are days I don't, but some dogs actually stop eating when they're full. So double check the food serving sizes on the bag reevaluate things for the age and weight that your dog is now and maybe just try decreasing the food. Easy peasy. Now here's a big one. The next question is, has your dog had a change in their environment lately? And this can be a lot of things. A move? Did you go on vacation? Was there a death in the family, including other family pets? Was there a change in the household? Did somebody new move in or somebody old move out? Now, this can all be stuff that can trigger a loss of appetite, just as it does with us. So the only solution to this is to really just give your dog some time to adjust 
And if things get really bad and your dog's not eating for a period of time, you're going to have to go and visit your vet and speak to them about other options to make sure that your dog's not becoming dehydrated or too hungry. So again, this can be stress-related. I've seen this recently with, um, we see it a lot, but most recently I spoke to a client who went away on vacation and the dog stayed with family. And this is a often happens with dogs that are very nervous, dogs that are quite dependent. Maybe they have separation anxiety. Because as somebody myself who has generalized anxiety, I can tell you that anxiety is about the quickest appetite killer. It just completely gets rid of your appetite and it can happen really fast. So there may be other options you can look at if your dog is quite anxious all the time. That is for another episode, but um, different supplements and things like um, calming supplements and that sort of thing, those things might help. But oftentimes they just help a little. They don't actually fix the problem. So um, this is just something to consider and give your dog some time to adjust and to get back to normal again. Now, the final question is, has your dog been on any new medications lately? And the reason we ask that question is because often medications can create upset stomachs. It can create, um, yeah, mostly an upset stomach. So this can be something that maybe just isn't jiving with your dog that well. And if it does correlate with a food refusal, then go ahead and talk to your vet about maybe trying a new medication. For instance, there are a lot of options for pain, a lot of medications for pain. So maybe this particular medication is just not working. So you can go ahead and speak to your vet about that. Tell them there's been a loss of appetite. Who knows why, um, but they can they should be able to help you with that and maybe try something new. Now, just a final note. There's a really weird thing that we tend to notice in our stores every single year, every single spring, and every single fall. <laughs> and that is that a lot of dogs will go off their food during these times of the year. And there's not really a good explanation for it. Nothing that I really know of, but it's not that uncommon. Now, it could be that, say, in the spring, dogs are more apt to pick up a bug from ground thaw. Things are coming out of the snow. Um, they're picking up grossness and eating it. I'm not really sure why, but this could be something that you might notice in your dog too, is they just have a change of appetite. And that can also happen, I mean, with us, you notice in the summer, you're drawn to more cooling foods, watermelons, salads, that sort of thing. In the winter, you want more stews and soups and warming foods. So it could be something along those lines. Again, I'm just not really sure, but this is something that we've definitely observed. And usually dogs will get back on track again, but sometimes it's just time to switch the food. And most of our dogs are eating the same thing day in and day out. And it's always my goal to educate people on giving some variety to those dogs because they're not meant to eat the same thing every day. It can get very boring, but the key is to just not have them train you on when the time is to change. Get them used to you changing it and them eating what you put down. Now, we can't expect our dogs to like every single thing we give them. That would be unreasonable, but just don't cater to the immediate refusal and doctoring up of the food. If they don't like what you gave them that day, they don't like 
the turkey liver you put on their food. Don't give them turkey liver again, but do ask them to eat the rest of what's in their bowl and just don't top it up and make it better for them because they will learn. Now, oftentimes I tell this story and I'll just kind of end this podcast with this funny story about my dog, Porter. Porter was my heart dog. He was a very special boxer boy to me and uh, I lost him quite a few years ago. But one thing that we always had for our dogs was a product called Poochie Bells. And this is a doorbell ringing device that you hang near your door and your dog will ring it. And when they ring the bell, you open the door and you let them outside to go to the bathroom. Now, over time, we didn't need the potty bells anymore. And all of a sudden, one day, I noticed that Porter started ringing the bell and he didn't want to go outside. But a funny thing was happening is when he would ring the bell, it would bring me to the front door where his water bowl is. And I noticed that his water bowl was empty. So I went and filled the water bowl, put it down, gave him water, and he drank. So Porter was obviously thirsty. Now, the next few times this happened, it took me a while to catch on. (laughs) I was being trained by my dog. (laughs) He figured out when he rang the bell, I would come to the front door. I would notice that his water bowl was empty and I would fill it. So over time, Porter used the doorbell chimes to get his water bowl filled. And like I said, I consider myself a fairly intelligent person, but it took me time to figure this out. And dogs are so basic in how they learn things that sometimes we overlook it because we are looking at problems with our emotions. We are trying to figure them out with common sense and all these other tools that we have in our human brains. But dogs are breaking it down to behavior. I ring a bell, I get water. So make no mistake, when your dog is turning his nose up at his food, he is teaching you (laughs) to make the food better. And this is the biggest tip I can give you from this episode. There are obviously a lot of potential reasons why your dog may be fussy, but this is the number one tip. Pay attention, are you being trained? (laughs) I bet you are. Now in conclusion, There are many reasons why your dog may be a fussy eater. And as always, if you're concerned that your dog may be ill, contact your veterinarian immediately. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you've gotten some amazing tips at why your dog may be a picky eater and best of all, what you can do about it. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening. If you loved this episode, please subscribe and share with your dog-loving friends. The information in this podcast is not intended to replace veterinary care. Always consult with your veterinarian for diagnosis and treatment of your pup.